Hey, welcome to another episode of Waking Oz with Sue and Deirdre. This is a podcast by moms and for moms who want to step out from behind their kids, reclaim themselves, and create their most kick-ass life. We call this episode, What Am I Good At Anyway? <laughs> or, Do I Actually Have a Passion That Will Pay? And we are here to tell you that, yes, you do. You do. So today we're going to talk about figuring out what you should be chasing, because I think, you know, some of us know, and some of us are still scratching our heads, and we're like, well, I don't even know what my passion is. Um, and that's okay. I always go back to that graduation speech. It's called Wear Sunscreen. And Everybody thought that, I guess, I think it was actually delivered by Kurt Vonnegut, but it was actually written by a Chicago Tribune columnist. And in that speech, part of it said, don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. And I always find that to be true. I love people who mix it up. Right, who are constantly reinventing themselves. And, yeah. and I think I read something recently that said the average person switches jobs four times in their life mm -hmm. and switches careers, not switches from a job right. to another, but does something completely different four times in their life. Which, and I think that's even, you know, probably a low ball. I feel like in today's society, more and more people are doing that kind of thing. You know, I remember back in the day, like my grandfather, he was with one company for his entire career. You just didn't, once you had a job, you stayed in. It. It's not like that anymore. There's so many opportunities and people are, you know, chasing those. And some of them are like complete change of direction from what you've been doing. Right, right. And we think it's just fun to try and determine what could your next step be. So in this episode, we're going to give you some tools to help. Yeah. And, you know, there's two things that we talk about. We talk about asking yourself different questions to try to hone in on what your passion is, and then asking the people around you that know you best different questions about you that will give you insight into what you're good at and into how, you know, are you self-aware? It's so funny because a lot of times I think we think that we know ourselves, but then other people say something and you're like, oh my God, that's right. I do. I am good at that. Or people do ask me about that a lot. Or, you know, I am an expert in that field and we don't even give ourselves right, It's hard credit. to actually see yourself the way other yeah, people see you. Exactly. So here are some questions. Um, this is based on your past experience. So what kind of work would you do for free? Yep. What are some peak moments in your life? If you had any job in the world, what would it be? What do you love spending time doing? And what do people turn to you for or ask advice about? Yeah. And those are really good questions to just kind of get you thinking about what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, spending your time doing. The other thing you can do is you can turn to people who know you, whether it be coworkers, family members, friends, and ask them. And that's kind of a little bit more fun to see what they say about you. Ask them some of these questions. So you ask them, what do you imagine my dream job would be? If I had to give a TED talk, this is one of my favorites, what would you naturally assume my topic would be? Yeah, that's a great Isn't one. Isn't that a great question? And it's it must be so just enlightening to see what comes out of people's mouths. And then what do you think I'm good at? And my very, very, very favorite, Deirdre, <laughs> if someone were to play me in a movie, who would it be? And it doesn't have to be somebody that necessarily looks like you, but somebody that embodies your spirit. If somebody were to play your life story, had to act out your life, who would you trust to do that based on their personality and their in their general aura, right? Okay. So, very interesting. So I love today, that one. Scary, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> Today we're going to lead by example. Oh. So we're going to do this exercise ourselves. Yep. Um, so I'm going to start and ask Sue a question first. So Sue, if there were, if money were no object and yep. you could do any job in the world for free, what would it be? What would you be willing to do for free? For free, I think I would do, I would want to be in a movie, like a major feature film in a lead <laughs> role <laughs> as the star. No, I don't want to be an extra. Anybody can be an extra. But I mean, you're saying sky's the limit, right? Sky's the limit. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> are you saying I have no acting ability? No, I'm just saying um, that maybe you need a tiny, well, listen, no, people are discovered what, out of What would I do for free? If somebody said, you can be the lead in this movie, but we have no budget but it's going to be a major motion picture. I'm doing it. Okay, great. I'm doing it. My friend will be a movie star. I'm going to do it. I would love that just to know what that's like to see yourself on the big screen, to know what it's like backstage and the whole process. And Oh God, I would love that. How about, how about you? All right. So I would love to actually be a child wrangler backstage at a Broadway show. Oh my God. So, so you, so I, you know, I wouldn't want to do it for years and years and years, but I think, so a child wrangler basically is backstage at a Broadway show, helping the kids behave, helping, helping them get into place, helping them sometimes with their homework, helping keep them focused. And I just think it would be so fun to be with kids, but also to be in a theater with Broadway actors and yeah. just be a part of that environment. So, you know, I wouldn't want to move to New York and live in New York forever, but I think for, you know, three months, For the six run months, of a show or something oh to do that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I would love, love, love that. And that is such an interesting answer because it wraps, to me, it wraps all of your, um, sort of all of your passions into one thing because you love working with children. For people who don't know, um, Deirdre is, owns an acting studio and, and she directs a bunch of children's um, productions and she's also a college professor. So you love to teach. Um, and so you would be doing that. Obviously you love theater. So it would do, and, and you like to travel and you like being in New York city. I know you wouldn't want to live there, but it would have, give you a chance to, to be in that environment for a few months. So I think that that's a perfect job for you. Yeah, I would love that. Oh All my right. God. So now if you were actually going to get paid, oh. what would your dream job be? I can be absolutely anything, right? Anything you want. I would be um, a co-host on the Today Show. Like that would be Hoda Kotb. That would be my dream job. Absolute bar okay, So none. anybody who's listening. Yeah, I'm available. She's free. Yeah. She's free anytime. Her, no, her no, this one isn't free. This one is not no, free. Free available. Not but I'm probably cheaper than Hoda. Okay. I'm going to say that. So how about that? But that would be always. It started way back. I used to be a big fan of Jane Polly when she was on the show way back. And I've always dreamed of sitting in that chair one day. I don't think it'll ever happen. But hey, a girl can have dreams. That's what we're talking about. Okay, we're passions. putting it out there. Yeah. So you, dream job, anything on the planet. Okay. So what's funny is I, I definitely would still teach. But what I would love, I have uh, my best friend from childhood, Jenny. Her dad had a situation that I just loved so much. So he taught half the year in this area in New England and the other half in California. And he he would do a job share with another professor. And I just would love to be able to teach like three months in the Dominican Republic and then go teach a semester in England and then go teach a semester in California. Like I love to travel and I can't sort of imagine myself giving up teaching. Like even if I won the mega bucks, I would want to teach somewhere. Yeah. But the thought that you could just go to a completely different environment and teach 
and sort of move around the world while you were teaching. I would love to Oh, you'd see the world. You'd have an impact on so many people. It would be interesting. No... No two gigs would be alike because you'd be in completely different environments. Right, and sort of learning about how different educational yeah. systems work. The other thing that I've often thought about, you know, if I won the me- Megabucks and I had sort of unlimited funds, I would love to build and manage an art center mm-hmm. in a poorer community. So um, the thought of having a center where children could come do theater, art, music, dance for free and sort of help them figure out, I think, you know, in so many poor communities, there's not access to the arts in the way that there used to be access for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. There's, as sort of they cut budgets. So the thought that you could go into a community and bring theater and art and music and dance, um, that would also be a dream And to be able to see the impact that has on kids' lives and how you open these doors for them and you basically change in in many cases the trajectory of their life. So I so feel like really actually, impactful. you know, both my dream jobs and what I would do for free have some relation yeah, to they what intersect. I'm doing, but totally, but yeah. in sort of a different way. Yeah. Well, the other question we asked is about the TED Talk. I love this. I saw it. Somebody posted it as like a meme on social media, and I thought it was the, one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. And that is to say, if you could give a TED Talk on any topic, what would it be? Okay, so my TED Talk, I know. I've actually thought about it. I've thought about... (laughs) You've got this I've got that, yes. Well, I don't have it prepared, but I have it in my mind. I would love to talk about multiple intelligences, which is um, a theory that Howard Gardner came up with that basically talks about different ways that people are smart. And I think that, you know, in today's world, so many kids, high school, college, feel like they're not smart because they don't do well by traditional standards. And, you know, we sort of do lecture, exam, lecture, Mm -hmm. quiz, lecture, paper. And um, I would just love to give a talk about all the different ways that you can be smart and how interpersonal intelligence matters in this world and visual spatial skills matter in this world and that students learn in hands-on ways that we often don't tap into and that I think we have to have sort of a whole paradigm shift for how we think about intelligence. You've already got this TED Talk I do. I, I really... I mean, they're not very long TED Talks. So there it was, everyone, the TED Talk on multiple intelligence. No, you you could totally do that. To me, I, I could see you doing that. And this, we talk about how others see you. I could see you doing that without any preparation. Okay, I think so what's it's your probably better to prepare, but I could see you being able to, to kill that without even preparing, walking up and doing it. Um, I actually think I know what your TED Talk is. What is my TED Talk? <laughs> Tell me. Should I guess? Yes. Okay, so I think your TED Talk has to do with something like, you know, how do you fool people in this world into giving you a job? <laughs> Because for those of you who don't know, Sue basically has convinced many employers <laughs> that she had skills that she oh, didn't yeah. actually have oh, yeah. and, and got hired. So what would your TED Talk be called? My TED Talk would be called How to Get a Job You Have No Business Even Applying For by Sue Tab. Like that is my, and my husband always says I should write a book called that because so many of my jobs, I literally like, I walked into a morning radio job in Boston, having never been inside a radio 
station in my life. I had never interned. I was not a communications major. I had never taken a broadcasting class. And I walked in and I was like, hey, I'd be great. You should try me out. And they auditioned me and they're like, we'll give you a try. And of course, I had to take a huge risk. Don't get me wrong. Give up a management job to take that job. But you know, I kind of had no business even applying for it. I mean, on paper, I had nothing. Um, and I did that as with a newspaper reporter. I said, I, you know, we talked about that. I said, I knew, I think I said I knew AP style when I didn't. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, yes, you can sort of kind of fake it till you make it, but you do have to have the basic skill set. You do have to be a quick learner. You do have to bring it and be able to kind of deliver the goods, right? Like I'm not going to apply to be a neurosurgeon. Does right. that make you right. feel good? I'm not going to. I, I promise you. Like, I am not going to. Or, or a chef. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not going to apply to be the head chef at, you know, some nice restaurant. It's just not going to be there. It's not my passion and I'm not good at it. But yeah, like I could, I could, t- I could talk for probably 30 minutes right now, right off the cuff about how to go about sort of. Um, using non-traditional methods to get a job and, and how to conduct yourself in an interview when you think things aren't going well to try to convince somebody to hire you. That would be a great <laughs> TED Talk. And I actually think, I mean, part of it is you walking into a room and being like, I've got this. Right. We've talked, you know, the two of us about my youngest daughter. She has gone into auditions. They're like, do you roller skate? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, Maggie, you don't roller skate. She's I'll like, Mom, I have eight days to learn. Right. And she just teaches herself, right? Or if somebody says to you in an interview, blah, 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 and they ask you a question, you don't know the answer, you can say, I don't know the answer to that. But here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that here's what I can do and what I can bring to the table or whatever, instead of be- getting caught up in, oh my God, I couldn't answer the right, question. I didn't know the answer. Yeah. So All right. Well, this is our favorite part. Okay. Oh our favorite part of the segment. So we asked our family and friends to answer the question, <laughs> if some famous actress was going to play us in a movie, yep. who would it be? Right. Okay. So we had some, some of the responses were sort of all over the place. Um, it is funny that one of the first responses was that Susan Sarandon should play Sue and Gina Davis <laughs> should play me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Thelma and Louise. So we were like, okay, great. We'll so be driving people think we should be driving off the cliff. <laughs> But it was so funny because it's so amazing to like, we texted our friends, we did a group text and we texted some of our coworkers and our friends and both of us kind of held our breath as we waited for the answers to come in because it's so interesting to see what people say. How we people said, see you. How people see you. Exactly. And how they sort of... um how they frame you, right? Like we, and we said to people, they don't have to look like it's great if they resemble us a little bit, like some of their characteristics, dark hair, light hair, whatever. But the reality was we're like, they don't have to look like, uh, look like us, but they have to be able to embody our spirit and have some of our personality traits and our characteristics. And this is the person that we think would play us, the story of our lives. And they started coming in. Wasn't it amazing how fat people were just, oh my your gosh. family, I've never <laughs> seen them engage. You text them, it's crickets. You ask them this, every single person you know immediately my texted fam- you. My family had very strong opinions <laughs> about did. this, actually, yes. So my family thought that uh, Sue should be played by Lauren Graham. Um, <laughs> the Gilmore great, Girls. The great mom on Gilmore Girls, which yeah, actually, I am sort of you know, you're sort of, you're sort of sassy yeah. and you have a good relationship with your girls. So I thought that was, that was a good one. Yeah, somebody else said Catherine Hahn, who... 
I don't know a lot about Catherine Hahn. I can kind of see that. She's but pretty edgy. She's a little edgier than me. I'm sassy, but not really edgy. But my favorite by far, and your favorite, was Deborah Messing. Yeah. She is totally a hot mess, <laughs> like Deborah Messing. <laughs> I have the big curly red hair like Deborah Messing. I'm clumsy like Deborah Messing. I'm sort of like out there. In her sweatpants, eating yeah. like Deborah Messing. I eat like Deborah Messing. Pretty much that was like ding, 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 ding. Got it. For you, we also had what, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I was a little, at first I was a little offended because my family mentioned Reese Witherspoon in Big Little Eyes. And frankly, in Big Little Eyes, she's really bossy. That that whole, no, come on, that whole time she she bosses everybody around. No, but the part that embodies you is she's like on every committee. She's heading up everything. She's got everything organized. She's like the leader. And that part is you. All right. Well, she's a connector. I like that. And you're a connector. connector. And she's an activator and a doer and all that. But by far the best michelle williams okay and i love michelle williams she's so talented. she's like my favorite favorite actress i feel like but if- you kind of resemble michelle williams you have her traits her care like that one i don't know who in your family came up with that but that was that was your that was right on yeah michelle williams was a good one. so i'm deborah messing you're michelle williams you have this <laughs> like literally winning actress and I have the woman that's like falling down in Will, and, Will Grace. and Grace. Yeah, that's okay. Good. That says so it all. There's our friendship. Okay. There's our friendship. So those of you who don't know us personally, who are listening, if that gives you a little window into who we are, that's who you're listening to, Michelle and Deborah. Okay. Right so now we have a great, really fun challenge with you. Yep. We want you to start to interact with us. So first, go to our Waking Oz Facebook page at Waking Oz and follow and like us. Then we have a question up. We want you to answer, who would you want to play you? Who would you want to tell the story of your life in a movie? Remember, they don't have to look like you. They just have to embody your spirit. If you want to put why, you can, or you can just put the name of who you think you'd like to tell the story. I can't wait to see what people put. Oh my God, this has been so much fun. So we hope you're going to weigh in. Again, it's at Waking Oz on Facebook. Same thing on Instagram. You can always hear our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, we hope you'll continue to listen to Waking Oz with a brand new episode every Thursday. Have a great week.